Welcome to Sure Foundation Lutheran Church's podcast channel. The following sermon was preached on May 8th, 2022 on the basis of Psalm 23. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to start with uh, just a, a few Mother's Day quotes. I'm sure you see a lot of these posted on social media somewhere where, where there's just a picture and some quote that's shared. Uh, mothers, I, I, I want to know if these sort of resonate with you a little bit. I got a three of them this morning. A good mom has bad days and great days and normal days and overwhelming days and perfect days and trying days and super mom days and just being a mom days and a whole lot of love and real and crazy motherhood days. Yeah, that one resonates. Okay, next one. Any mother could perform the jobs of several air traffic controllers with ease. I had the blessing of flying quite a bit lately. That's a lot going on at, at one time, right? Behind every great child is a mom who's pretty sure she's screwing it all up. Maybe those resonate. I, I'm going to state something kind of obvious right off the bat here. Uh, I'm not a mother. <laughs> Shocking, right? <laughs> and I say that because I, I know that I'll never fully know the heart of a mother, the worries of a mother, the joys of a mother, or the fears of a mother. But I happen to live with a, a, a very wonderful mother, and I get to observe her and talk to her. So I feel like I can maybe understand just a, a little bit. I can maybe grasp it. It's kind of a blurry picture for me, but it, it's there nonetheless. That among the many joys of being called a mom, there is some general chaos and stress and worry that come along with that. Now, now I don't mean to, to just jump over the joys that come with being a mother, but, but to be real, there are stresses. There's chaos that comes with the title mom. And a lot of that doesn't even wait until your, your child is, is born. Some of that starts while you're, you're pregnant. I've, I've been told that no pregnancy is the same. And that, that even if you have one of the easiest pregnancies ever, there are still some certain difficulties that come along with that. And at the very least, there's changes. And once your, your child is born, things certainly do not slow down. They only uh, speed up. As you start to adjust to a new way of life, which, especially if it's your first child, it's probably different than you ever expected it to be. The picture that you thought is maybe a little bit different. You start to learn to operate on less sleep and multitask on things that you used to do unencumbered. Adoptive mothers may even have their own set of added stresses and pressures the, the paperwork, the interviews, the, the process, right? The waiting and the praying, the, the worrying about the bonding with, with the child and, and how uh, family members, maybe even distant family members, are going to receive this child on top of all of, uh, of the stressors and chaos of, of being a mother. All of those things uh, may cause some questions to sort of bubble up, maybe questions that you never ask out loud, but questions that you certainly feel in here. Am I doing this right? Am I headed in the right direction? Am I enough 
to carry out this task? Is anything ever going to, to slow down? Now, obviously, we're, we're talking specifically about mothers here, but a certainly stress and fears and worries and chaos is something that everyone can relate to, whether you're a father or a son or a daughter or, or whatever it, the case may be. There's a lot of chaos in all of our, our lives from, from times, time to time. It may come in, in different forms and from different sources. It, it may be the busyness that you have at work, or, or a lot of you are, are getting close to being done with school. It's all the tests that are, are piling on, on you. It's maybe the responsibilities that, that are laying ahead of you, or uh, the, the, sh- the regret and the, the shame of failed uh, responsibilities that lay in your, in your past. For some of you, it, it might be even kind of hard to focus in on, on a sermon today because you're thinking about all the things that you, you have to do and all the things that you, you need to, to get done after you leave this place today, all of your responsibilities. I think it's pretty safe to say we all have a fair amount of, of stress and chaos in our lives, and, and sure that comes in different forms, but it is chaos nonetheless. A lot of times when things are like that, when there's chaos surrounding you, it's, it's external, it's out there, it, it tends to reveal chaos in here. The chaos in here tends to come out when things are, are crazy and stressful out there. That those external chaoses act as sort of a magnifying glass to my own heart. And frankly, the chaos that happens in here can be a lot more difficult to deal with than the chaos that, that takes place out there. This chaos can come in a lot of forms internally. It could be anxiety, not, not just the anxiety that comes and goes, but the anxiety that just kind of stays there and bubbles under the surface. It, it could be the, the helpless feeling of realizing that there are a lot of things going on in your life that are out of your control. It, it could be the, the shame, the regret, the pain that comes with uh, the results of a decision that you made. Maybe you thought there was a good decision at the time, but, but things didn't turn out the way that you, you wanted to, and that's cost you a lot of inner angst. For a lot of reasons, there, there's internal chaos, spiritual, emotional, mental. For a lot of reasons, there's external chaos. And for all of that chaos, the Lord today is going to speak into your life. <laughs> he wrote this psalm through, through David, King David, many, many years ago. And it was true for the people at the time. It was true for David at the time. It, it's still true for you today. These are God's words for you. So I want us to, to drink in the comfort to cover over our chaos today. Psalm 23, you'll find that in your worship folder on page 12. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. 
Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is God's word. It really doesn't matter who you are. If you're a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, whatever the case may be, there is a whole lot of comfort in these words. And it starts with the very first two words. The Lord. And if you were following along in the bulletin, you noticed that Lord is in all capital letters there. Now, if you, if you open up your Bible and you read throughout the Old Testament, you'd see that pop up a lot. The Lord, all capital letter, Lord. And it wasn't a mistake. They didn't leave the cap locks on. This is the, this is the word that they used to represent the Hebrew word, meaning covenant God. Now, you remember when we say covenant, we mean promise, right? That this is the God of the promise. So every time they saw this capital letter Lord or heard the capital letter Lord name, they thought this is the God of the promise. This is the God who promised to send a son who would crush the head of the devil, the son who would take the, the, sins on his, take the world's sins on his shoulders and, and die for him. This was the, the Messiah, the, the God who had promised the Messiah this is the God of promises. And on top of the promise, that he is the God who keeps his promise. He's not the God who doesn't follow through. He follows through on everything that he promises for his people. Which means that this is a Lord, all capital letter Lord, who is in control. Things may seem kind of chaotic, right? Maybe as you watch the news, as you read the newspaper, Things are chaotic, and that's probably never going to stop. That definitely is never going to stop as long as we live on this earth. And it may seem very out of control, but your shepherd, who is the all-capital-letter Lord, the God of a promise, he's in control. Not just of the big events, the wars out there, but also of the things going on in your life. Things may swirl, they may be chaotic, but, but your shepherd, your all-capital-letter Lord, your God of a promise is in control. And because we trust that he is the God of the promise, the God who keeps his promises, because we trust that he is a God who is, control, is, is in control, we know that his promises are true, which for us means that his salvation is true. He promised his salvation. I talked to you in, in the, the first lesson, the, the book of Acts lesson, about how uh, Paul would, would seek to connect the Old Testament really to Jesus, because that's the truth. He is the Lord of history. He, he brought about your salvation throughout history so that Jesus would be born of a woman, so that Jesus himself would have a mother, that we might receive the full rights of sons, so that we might be saved. It's that Lord who is the Lord of promises, who is the Lord who is in control, who brought about our salvation. He is the one who is our shepherd. Uh, a lot of you probably have uh, similar stories to me, but throughout high school, throughout college, throughout seminary, I had a lot of different jobs, which means I had a lot of different bosses. Some of those bosses were, were good, others weren't so good. Um, both were, were probably very memorable, <laughs> The best bosses, the ones that I respected the most, uh, were the ones that, that didn't, just, they didn't just sit in the office and, and bark out orders to me or give me the list of, of things to do. 
But the, the, the best bosses, the ones I respected the most, were the ones who were willing to roll up their sleeves and get out and do some of the work with me. I know I'm probably not alone in that, that those are, are perhaps the bosses that you respect the most. And so as we think about that a little bit, think about Jesus, our shepherd, because he did even more than that. We said that he was born of a woman, he had a mother, he entered this world, but he did more than just roll up our sleeves and just join us in our work. What he did is he came, born of a woman, having a mother, born in that stable there. He rolled up his sleeves and he said, hey, you guys take a step back and watch me do my work. Watch me come and live a perfect life for you. Watch me take that perfect life and offer it as a sacrifice to, to the Father on the cross. Watch me rise from the dead and complete my work. So when we read the, the first line of this psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Because Jesus completed his work, that's true. You lack nothing. He has given you every spiritual gift. He has forgiven your sins and washed them clean. He has restored you and made you whole. He has reconciled you to God, meaning that he has brought you back together with the Father. It'd be kind of typical for a shepherd to you know, feed and water their sheep and, and protect their sheep, but this is not a typical shepherd. It's not typical for a shepherd to lay down his life for his sheep, yet that's what Jesus did. He, he laid down his life for you, for his sheep. He completed his work by dying on the cross and rising from the dead. And although he completed his work there, he is still working in, in your life. Through his sacrament, which we're going to take today, if we had the baptismal font up here, I'd point to that too. He works through his sacraments. He works through his, his word. You noticed in, in, some, of the, in some of the readings, uh, we, we talked about how, how this was the refre- or in, in the prayer, actually, for today. We, we talked about how his word is the thing that brings this restoration His word is the thing that brings us to the the green pastures and the quiet waters. This is the the place, the word, where you find those green pastures and quiet waters, where you find rest for your soul. It's his word that strengthens you and sustains you throughout this life so that you can keep going even when things are, are chaotic in this life. And your shepherd is still working through his word, even through other people, he has put people in your life to bring you his word. Now, now certainly that's true of, of, of a pastor or a teacher that you may have in your life, but certainly that's true of your parents. Certainly that's true of your mother. For, for a lot of you, your mom was the one who, who shared Jesus with you, who taught you Jesus loves me for the first time, who read you a Bible story before you went to, to bed who shared God's word with you and helped you apply God's word in in your life. For a lot of you, your your mom was the one who who exposed you to God's love because it was God's love flowing through her to you and you experienced his love in a real way through her love. For a lot of you, your mom was the one who who taught you how to to live a, a Christian life. And for a lot of you, maybe your mom, maybe it was somebody else, that taught you that the precious truth that we have in the very first line, we're probably not even going to make it out of the first line of this psalm today. The Lord is 
my shepherd. That, that little word, my shepherd, that's personal, right? He, he's not just the shepherd for somebody else. He, he's not just looking out for somebody else in their life, but he's forgotten about me. No, he, he is your shepherd. That's personal, which means that the work that he came to do is for you, which means the forgiveness that he won on the cross is for you. He rose to life for you so that his resurrection could be your resurrection. He is your shepherd. And you have all of these comforts because he is. So, so speaking specifically to moms today, uh, a couple of those quotes at, at the beginning there uh, kind of revealed that, that sometimes we, you probably wonder if things are going okay, if you're doing things right, if you're, if you're good enough, if you've done enough, he says to you today in his word that he is enough and he has made you enough, that he has forgiven any time that you felt like you haven't done enough, that he's forgiven any mistakes that you've made as a, as a mother and he is your shepherd that's going to continue to walk with you throughout your, your life. That's not just true for mothers, of course. That's true for all of you. Dads, children, workers, students, everybody. That's true for you. He is your shepherd. You are forgiven and you are loved by him, which gives you peace that is not from this world. It's peace that covers over that internal chaos that we talked about at the beginning. It's it's peace that stays with you no matter how chaotic or crazy or, or, or swirling things get in your life, it's that peace that covers over that. That no matter how crazy things get, you know that you are forgiven, you're saved, and you are perpetually loved by your good shepherd. Even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with you. You don't need to fear evil because he's there. He's your shepherd. Even when you're faced with enemies, be it people, be it circumstances, he has a table prepared for you and a seat saved at the heavenly banquet. That even if this life is chaotic until the day that you die, that you have a place that you will go one day where there is perfect peace and perfect serenity. And so as the last words of the psalm say, we can trust that because the Lord is, is our shepherd, that goodness, his goodness, and his love will follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No external chaos will ever steal away your internal peace. Praise be to God. Amen.